Welcome to The Course Reports, your real deal inside look into professional golf venues around the world. I'm Curtis Tyrell, Certified Golf Course Superintendent, Master Greenkeeper. This week, we're going to talk to Nick Passans, Director of Golf Course Maintenance Operations at the TPC Southwind, host of the 2019 WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Lots of great topics to cover about TPC Southwind, so let's get the smooth and true facts out there. It's time to get on the green. It's time for the Course Reports. Well, this week we are at the TPC Southwind with Director of Golf Course Maintenance Operations, Nick Bassans. Nick, welcome to the Course Reports. How are you today? I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me. Oh, man, we appreciate you taking your time out of a very busy schedule. The WGC FedEx St. Jude Classic or St. Jude Invitational, it's called, yeah, right? We changed, we changed yeah. from Classic to Invitational this year. And it is right around the corner. <laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> I've lobbied for an extension, but I don't think I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the clock yeah. is ticking for sure, man. So how's everything going? How's the weather and uh, how you feeling about uh, where you stand today? I'm not good yet, um, but we're working towards good. We, uh, we've been wet. We've been really, really, really wet. We've had uh, 54 inches of rain this year on an annual rainfall average of 45 inches. So it's, uh, oh. needless to say, it's been a wet year. And we just started this week off with five inches of rain from uh, our friend Barry that came up from the Gulf. So wow, spread out over three days. So we missed, you know, we really missed three days of productivity in advance week. And, and, and you hate to do that. But I think we can catch up. Five inches yeah, of rain. Yeah, one, one point. Like 1.8, 1.75, and 1.6. So we're just over five inches. That is a wet year when you've when you're already over your annual rainfall average halfway through the year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, oh, that, yeah, you know, brutal. How's the course drain? Fair, fair at best. Um, our native soil is a is a silty type material. It's a silty soil, um, silt clay, silty clay, and it, naturally, naturally, it, it drains about a tenth of an hour um infiltration rate but but we have a lot of internal drainage throughout the golf course it helps um but that's primarily in the fairways so you start getting everywhere else rough everything just kind of hangs on right right so it doesn't drain as well as we'd like sure sure you know and, and that's memphis has got to be one of the one of the hardest places to grow grass in the united states i mean it's uh it's really hot there too I, I f i'm starting to feel that way we've got a We've got a lot of uh, different grass varieties out there too. We we, we kind of cross check all the boxes on that on that front. Um, right. It, it's it's we've got Meyer fairways, Meyer zoysia fairways and tees. We've got Tiff Sport approaches. We've got uh, Champion Bermuda greens. We've got four nineteen rough, and we've got twenty acres of a native or a fine fescue native areas a fine fescue blend in our native areas so yeah that's quite the palette um you know try keeping all that straight and and in terms of management consistency and everything wow yeah it's 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 it keeps you on your toes and especially when you're out there treating the treating the fairways to keep the bermuda out and they got right. bermuda on four sides 
<laughs> yeah, it's coming at you from every angle. <laughs> it's coming at you from every angle. No doubt. I want to I want to get into that in a little bit more detail. But for our listeners benefit, you know, you have um, got a long uh, successful career that you've been working on here in a lot of different places. So could you just tell us a little bit about your your pathway to TPC Southwind and, you know, where you got started, where you went to school and kind of how you ended up there? Well, I actually have uh, two two year degrees from a small school in South Georgia called Ogeechee. Um it's a Ogeechee Technical College. I got a turf okay. ornamental, or I got a, a environmental horticulture degree, and then I got a turf and golf course management degree. Um, went to Georgia Southern for a couple of years as well down there in Statesboro. Um, when I left there, I started out as an intern at the Atlanta Country Club, which is where I'm from up in that area. All right. And worked there, worked my way up as an assistant for three and a half years. And we moved to Memphis for the first time in 2005. We lived here for two years, had an opportunity to move out to Scottsdale um, with the tour. That's when I joined the tour. Moved out to Scottsdale at TPC Southwind for six years, or uh, TPC Scottsdale for six years. So we moved, we were in Memphis for two years, moved to Scottsdale for six years, and then I left the network and took a superintendent job in Raleigh. North Carolina. And we were up there for five years and got a call two and a half years ago about an opportunity back here in Memphis. And, uh, it's pretty cool when you, when you, when you have an opportunity to, to move up the ladder at a facility you've already been at, there's a, there's a particular, there's a familiarity to it where, where you, you know, the learning curve is going to be a little bit less than, than if you're going in blind. Um, you know where right. number two is, you know, and you know where <laughs> yeah. number three is and you know how the fastest way to get to 15 and, and, and our, some of the staff was still here as well. So no that was cool also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's, um, you know, you have been all over the country, uh, for sure, uh, in your, in your career. So do any of do any of the places that you've been to stand out to be, uh, they're all different. They're all unique different pros and cons and challenges, but which one stands out to be maybe the hardest or most challenging from a turf growing perspective or, or are they all the same in, in the sense that they're all challenging? I think they all had their unique challenges. I mean, they're all challenging, but some, some, they all, everyone had their unique challenges. Um, Scottsdale was very difficult and that, that stemmed primarily from growing two different crops you know, growing right. a Bermuda crop and growing overseed ryegrass. Um, and you, you, you complicate that with poor water quality and having to manage poor water quality in the desert. Um, right. <laughs> so that, that's, that's unique and that's broad. I mean, it's a very broad challenge. Um, you take Raleigh, North Carolina, we had bent grass greens when I first got there and, and we had uh, nematode issues um, on the greens. And, and on a golf course that does 40,000 rounds a year with a weakened understory of your greens, that's, mm. that's, a, that's a challenge too. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. And in Raleigh, in that, in my first summer in Raleigh, we hit, I think it was 17 out of the first 21 days of July, we broke a hundred. Oh, steamy. Steamy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Steve, I mean, each, each place has its own challenges here. I'd say one of our biggest challenges here in Memphis um, that I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of right now is growing is, is, is growing the mire in the fairways. Um, the winter, you don't get winter kill, you get wet kill on your zoysia. And I think a lot of the guys throughout the mid South and, and up through St. Louis can attest this year that the zoysia did not winter well and did not winter well at all. Yeah, well, let's 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 get into that a little bit more. So, Meyer Zoysia is one of the the kind of gold standards. You know, it's been around for a long time, and and everybody knows it's good. Um, certainly, when it's at its its peak, which would be summer and a good summer, right? Uh, right about now would be when it would be a, uh, the best performing uh, time of the year for that. <laughs> it, it would, and that's the that's part of the sick joke is that our <laughs> tournament moved from the first week in June. To the third week in July this year, uh-huh. really fourth week in July, and we were we were jumping up and down, going, "All right, we're we're, we're further away from winter time, you know." Right. <laughs> we get more growing season. Everything's going to be peachy, and uh, and it's not. And you get a wet, and you get a really <laughs> wet year. And the and and as you're pointing out, one of the hardest things about growing zoysia in the fairways is if it's too wet, and so that's what yeah. you're facing. Absolutely. So is that is that a disease situation? Is that is that uh, where you're you're ending up having to treat with more fungicides, or or what's what specifically happens, and what do you see in terms of symptoms? Well, you, you don't really see it until until it comes start, comes starts breaking dormancy. Um, it's just wet feet. Mm-hmm. It's wet feet. We really don't we really don't um, we really don't use any fungicides from a root rot standpoint. Um, once it's, once the damage is done in the winter, it's pretty much done. It's just, a, it's more of a fertility, um, increase trying to grow it back in, trying to push it right through it when the- trying to push it, push it, push yeah. it, you know, and, and, and we, we saw it a fair amount. We saw it a fair amount this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's really tough. It, it, crystal ball would be excellent to have when you're standing over a spot going, do I, or do I not? Yeah. you know know, let's fast forward three weeks and see what happens if we don't yeah that's right you know it's funny i think you know golfers members a lot of people think that we have crystal balls or magic wands unfortunately um they don't give us those things but you know these are the stories that i like to get out there for our listeners we're trying to uh, uh, reach a, an audience that's the general golfing public and just, you know, share with them what it takes to present a, a, a tournament venue in terms of conditioning and all that goes into um, golf course maintenance and such. And, and to, to, to just, you know, let them know the amount of things that you're juggling, you know, from, from nematodes to poor water quality to um, warm season grasses that don't like a lot of moisture or excessive moisture. And you end up having, you know, excessive rainfall right before the event so it's just a big juggling act and you really have to be prepared and and have everything uh as as strongly conditioned from a infrastructure and health standpoint as you can going in is that fair enough to say i mean that's that's exactly it it's you know the plant health craze that we're in right now in the industry is 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 awesome i mean it's it's not so much i'm trying to think how to how to say it, but I mean, that's our, we've, we've always done it. 
it's just you know now now you see all the manufacturers putting in plant health components. I mean that's that's always been the goal is you know a healthy plant you take care of the soil right. up and 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 life's going to be better. Absolutely, you know um, zoysia is really a great surface to hit off of. You know it's tight, but the ball sits up on it. Uh, you know there at Southwind when um, when it's dried, how firm does it get? <clears throat> that's a <laughs> That's a, that's a relative term with zoysia. Um, it can, we can, we can get it pretty firm, but it's a, it's a balancing act. And, you know, unfortunately when the zoysia wilts, it's a, it's a longer recovery, seems like a little bit longer recovery. So we, we teeter on during tournament, we're really teeter on firm, but not, not burning right. up any right. grass. Um, we, we spend a lot of time hand watering and, and we will use overheads during tournament if needed. Um, you know, we want to find that balance, but you can get some pretty good rollout during tournament, but it's really difficult to maintain throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't have the, the, the resources to hand water constantly throughout the year to the same level that we do during tournament. We did start a, we did start a top dressing program on the fairways to, to help with that firmness um, mm-hmm. amongst other things, but we're, we're just, we're just in our first full year and, and seeing some benefits from it already. But it's a long-term program that's going to really, really help us out. Uh, what height of cut do you have your fairways for tournament, and is it different than you maintain year year round? It is. It is. Um, our membership actually prefers mm-hmm. it to be a little bit higher. They like that right. ball sitting up a little bit higher in the fairways. Um, we were we were we were going into this week at four fifty. And we were going to go down with the goal of going mm-hmm. down to 425. Uh, not being able to get mowers out, I, ba- I bounced back up to 475. For today, got mowers out for the first time. I'm going to go 475 again tomorrow and then try 450. And then hopefully by the first of the week, I can get down to that 425. And so uh, that's just below 500, which is a half an inch. And is that where do you keep them for your members? We're generally around that half inch. Yeah, 550 to 500. Gotcha. Well, what are you growing on your greens? You said earlier, but uh, let's let's talk about it just a little more detail. We are about 15 years old. We converted them to champion back in 2004. Um, it's good. It's it's generally a really good playing surface. We do have some. We do have some uh, mutation contamination. We have some off type on the surfaces that we, that we're uh-huh. battling right yeah. now yeah. that we're managing. I don't want to say battling. We're managing right, right. now. Um, makes it a little bit more difficult to get speed out of them. All in all, it's not a, it's not a horrible off type. Um, but it does. The, the biggest challenge is getting speed out of them with that off type. In the play. You know, that's the, that's an interesting point. There's, there is a useful life to, putting green surfaces and all surfaces really on a golf course. Right. You know, I mean, some of them, you know, like they last for a hundred years, depending on the climate and then others that are very um, maintenance intensive and a very active growing environment. Like you are there in Memphis, you know, 15 years is a long run uh, for a champion Bermuda surface. No. I I would agree. I would agree. I think 10 years would be the ideal, the ideal conversion date. You know, every 10 years, if you could do it in a perfect world. And, and you know, what happens is, and you're calling it um, 
mutations or off types. And so as the uh, surface and the plants age, you have some competition from some of the, the, the plants and the other varieties that you have around there. But the, the, the champion itself kind of ages a little bit. It's almost like it gets some gray hair patches, right? Things just kind of, they act differently. Fair enough. Well, and, and that's, that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly true. It's very similar to a gray hair. Genetically, that gray hair is still the same hair as the brown one next to it. Right. Right. I mean, if you take it down and genetically test it, I mean, your hair is still, still your hair. It's uh, just gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's just old, man. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Maybe it gets a little thicker. Maybe it gets a little thinner. Who knows? Right. I mean, it, it, it just, it all depends, but I've, from the research I've I've seen, a lot of the off types are genetically the same as the parent parent plant. Right, right. And, and I'm you could probably genetically test it further out. I don't know. There's a whole lot smarter people in the world than me on that subject, but maybe you could dig deeper and find a find a difference. I don't know how far they're going with it, but um, I I think off type is probably just the best way to describe it because. There's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth of mutation contamination, um, you know. I don't want to get in the middle of that, but yeah, right. It, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's an off type. Yeah. Well, um, considering you've had a real wet year and it's been it's been a challenging run up to your event, what uh, how do you feel about the the surfaces going into the tournament? And um, you're going to be able to hit the targets you want to hit in terms of speed, firmness, and just general playability. On the greens, I, we're going to hit the. I think we're going to hit the marks. Right. I think we're going to hit them. Um, these greens can read very firm, but they're always going to be receptive. And that's, that's a little, so that firmness reading is a little, is a little skewed. Um, cause these greens will, with the age of the champion and the amount of organic in there, no matter how much we verified and how much we've tried to manage, we're still going to build up a pretty good, have a pretty good organic layer in there. And, uh, and they stay, stay pretty receptive. You know, I, I like what you said there, you know, that they, they read, they can read firm, but they're going to play a certain way that's uh, really particular to the site. And I think that's important for people to understand that, you know, you can't just take these numbers that you hear on TV and just assume that it applies to the golf course you're playing, because there's just way too many particulars. Like you're, you've got 15 year old uh, surfaces and subsurfaces now, and it's just, it's just a different deal. The numbers don't apply from site to site. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, look at green speed. I mean, you're exactly right. Green speed, you can be rolling 12 and a half on pretty flat greens. You put 12 and a half on severely sloped, you got a different story. That's right. Yeah. It can, well, be, it can be a little deceiving. Yeah, it sure can. It sure can. And, um, you know, it's going to be... Um, going to be great for the viewers to to hear this and and watch your event and and see uh the zoysia and the the champion surfaces and then you mentioned in the roughs and and in the approaches you have some different types of bermuda so uh let's run through those again real quick yeah real, and just go back on the greens real quick we uh we do a really uh, we do a really thorough job of of gathering data leading up to an event and during an event on the greens we're getting we're getting uh, three readings, three different sets of readings every day, every morning and every afternoon on the greens. And, and we do moisture, firmness, and speed. Right. And so, and so we do those AM and PM, and we do them advance week, and we do them through tournament week. And it's really cool 
to sit back, you know, while during the tournament. And it really is really cool to see that put it all, all on one piece of paper, all on a graph mm-hmm. and look at look at how you trended and see the see the differences in, in you know, say you catch some rain. What does rain do to you? You know, and you see you see how it affects all three different categories when you put them side by side. And that's one of the things that's changed over the last, I'd say, 10 years. We've just gotten more and more diligent about gathering that data. And the tools to gather that data have gotten better. So it's not it's not as much of a, a, a guessing game as, as it once was. Right. And, yeah, that's that's a great point that you make that, that uh, at the professional tournament level, um, you know, up leading up to and through the event, not that you're not monitoring it all the time anyway, but you're tracking so many different variables and all of those variables are part of your decision-making process in terms of what you're going to do to get the result that you're going that you're looking for, for the player. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, and it's super helpful too. It might seem like excessive, little excessive at times to, to be, it takes two guys full-time job all week for those, those two weeks or both weeks to pull that data. Right. And, and so sometimes you're like, man, this is, this is tough. You know, I really need those guys out here helping here, helping there. But I'll tell you, it's really helpful information to have when you look back and, and somebody goes, well, your putting green's rolling faster or slower than the greens on the golf course. And you say, no, actually it's not. <laughs> right. um, here, here, here's how yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> And so we can share that. We can share that data, um, you know, with anybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's it's pretty handy to have. Awesome, awesome. So onto the uh, the approaches, the the green surrounds. We have uh, Tiff Sport, Tiff Sport Bermuda. Okay. How does that transition from you know the mire to the Tiff Sport? Does is that um, blend well, or is it very noticeable? Will, will the viewers see something? You know, will it stand out to them on television? Yeah, there's definitely uh there's definitely a texture difference. Um and, and we mow those at a lower height. We try to tighten those those areas up. We're uh we're targeting about two fifty to two seventy five on that. So right at a quarter inch right, just nice. above. Yeah. Um yeah, we had to and we, and and again, another Bermuda surface, we do have some off type throughout those those areas and we found that over the years the, the harder we work those culturally, the better mm-hmm. they respond. And so we can get rid of some, it's not as good of an off type as what we mm-hmm. see on the greens. It's, it tends to get a little scalpy. It tends to be a little more puffy. So the more we can culturally work those surfaces leading into right. the event, the better in, in year round for that matter. But uh, there's definitely, yeah, definitely a texture difference, though. Yeah, so the Meyer, the Meyer zoysia uh, in the fairways has got a fatter leaf blade, and, and that's what we mean in terms of texture, a fatter leaf blade. And then as you get uh, – and it's mowed at 0. .425, .450, so just under a half an inch. And then as you approach the green, you transition to uh, this Bermuda, which has a finer leaf blade and is mowed almost half as low as, as the fairway. So it's a firmer, faster surface, and then onto the green surface. So – uh, viewers are really going to see some unique things going on. Like you said, a lot of different stuff, a lot of different variables happening from uh, T to green there, south wind. Well, and we we get a, we get the question often of of why Tiff Sport? You know, why why did you why Tiff Sport? That's that's kind of odd, you know, or just seems odd now. Um, particularly, we get that question when they get puffy on us, and, and 
our goal is to, to keep them tight and firm. And, and I think we're going to be there for the event. Um, this later date has, has afforded us the opportunity to, to work those surfaces more. Um, historically, with the first of June tournament date, it's grow in the spring dead mm-hmm. spot. Right, right. <laughs> that's, you know, top dress a couple times and grow in the spring dead spot, you know, grow grass. Where, where this year we've been able to get multiple verticuttings doing on them, you know, remove a lot of, a lot of material from them and really help, help firm them up. Um, but we chose that surface because putting in the champion from bent grass, we, we wanted a firm surface to be able to bounce a ball into to play into the greens because we have really small, tight greens. Right. And we needed a, we needed a surface that, that wasn't just going to stop a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, zoysia tends to be a little bit, you know, we talked about firmness and, and getting firmness on zoysia. It tends to, be, tends to be a little more difficult to get that desired firmness. And we didn't want to run the zoysia all the way up because we – you know, the first couple of years definitely needed to be needed to have the option to be able to play a shot short of the green and have it release onto the green. Right, right. Cool. Well, you know that, uh, that man. That's awesome um, information that people are really going to get the uh, benefit of hearing this as they watch the event. Um, the rough you said was four nineteen, and what height of cut do you maintain the rough? We're at two. We're we're at two and a half right now, and. And that's up to the rules officials on which direction he wants to go with it. Yep. I uh, don't. I don't see us going down, but I don't see us going up much either. Um, we're putting, starting to put ropes up tomorrow, so we're trying to get all the rough mode out today and tomorrow, and then from that point on, we're, we're looking at, you know, we'll mow inside the ropes. I anticipate a few times, but I just don't know how much. Right. That's going to be, that's not necessarily my call on, on when and when we do mow it. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's, you're part of a team of, you know, with the, mm-hmm. with the tour officials and your tour agronomists, all you guys are monitoring and making those decisions as a unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, it is, it is a team effort. Right. So uh, you mentioned your staff uh, and the amount of guys it takes just to, to uh, track data during the tournament. Uh, how many people on your team um, during the tournament, whether that includes volunteers or, or, or does it include volunteers? And, and is it different during uh, non-tournament times? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we have uh, we have a, our core our core staff peak peak staff in the summertime is we get up to 26 and that includes two mechanics, um, all the management staff and administrative assistant. And, and usually about two of those 26 are part-time helpers as well. Right. Um, part-time team members. Um, and we rely heavily on volunteer help. Um, we've got, we've actually got 10 folks coming in for the week, which is fantastic. Um, so they're, they're going to be here all week, both shifts. They, they usually come in from out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got another 10 to 15 local local um, folks that are going to come in and help us throughout the week as well. Oh, man, fantastic. Each, each day, each day there'll be 10 to 15 local guys. So we'll have 20 to 25 volunteers and about 25 staff members. Perfect. So that, uh, you, you know, it, it, you know, with all the, you've got morning and evening 
efforts out there, correct? As well as just being all. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We, we do AM, AM, PM. <clears throat> we will work uh, generally about, say, five, five to nine. We'll go a little later this year at five o'clock. I know some guys start way earlier. Um, we've got, we've got a, we've got a, we're pretty fortunate where we only have 65 players. So they're going to still do a double T start and they're going to tee off from 11 to one on Thursday and Friday. And then they're going to go 10 to 12 on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So it's a two hour window of tee times. So that, that's, that's, that's pretty that's pretty nice. That gives us plenty of time to get done what we need to get done. Yeah, that is that is that is nice. So, uh, TPT, it's almost too much time. <laughs> yeah, you start, you know, wondering what the what do I do next, right? You you know, like well, it's in- it's how far out in front of play do you want to exactly mow? right? You know, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the big question. Yeah, you know, uh, you kind of want it fresh, right? You want to kind of you don't want to be too far out because you want it, uh, you know, slicked off and, and ready for them right when, uh, when they tee off. But, uh, that's a good problem to have. It is. It is. I'm, I'm not complaining. Right. <laughs> so the golf course is a Ron Pritchard design with fuzzy Zeller and Hubert green and, uh, tips out around 7,200 yards. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. What are some of the, uh, what are some of the best holes that the viewers are going to want to pay attention to? Golly, um, I'm really just the the back nine in general. Trouble lurks. I mean, there's. I think we have we have water on twelve holes. So, mm. so you can get some. You can see some pretty big numbers out there. Um, you know, it's it's really the, the 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 home stretch coming down coming down the stretch of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 can be pretty exciting. It can it can be really exciting. Um, you know, I, I can't think of we don't have one particular hole that's you know everything. I think it's just I think the back nine in general is is what you want to watch, and and the front Got nine it. has some great holes too. It's a really it's a really solid competition golf course. The best golfer is going to win, no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna challenge them the whole way around. Well, last year's winner was Justin Thomas, right? Um, uh, Dustin Johnson. Oh, Dustin Johnson. Okay, last year's. Winner. Well, uh, see that. Well, see that's the that's the big debate right now. You're right. You're you're technically right. Justin Thomas won at Firestone. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So he won. He won the the WGC. Right. Just Dustin Johnson won our event last year, the FedEx St. Jude Classic. I get it. So, there we go. So, yeah. So technically, you are correct. You are right. All right. But so so, so it's changed. Yeah. So so the event. So we had two winners last year. Yeah, two winners. Awesome. <laughs> Lucky for those guys. But let, well, they they talked about they talked about doing it doing a, an ad where the two of them are. are debating back and forth of no i'm the i'm the defending champ no i'm the defending champ right <laughs> yeah that'd be good <laughs> yeah so i didn't see it but it was it was a cool concept yeah well you know to clarify for everybody what we're talking about so uh the 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 world golf championship uh which is now like you're you're saying is now affiliated with the fedex st jude what used to be the classic 
Um, it's now mm-hmm. blended together. You've changed your dates. Justin Thomas won the World Golf Championship at Firestone last year, and Dustin Johnson won the FedEx St. Jude Classic. So uh, now this is all one event. Um, it's a it's a large purse over ten million dollars. Uh, so mm-hmm. for sixty five guys, there's a lot of money to compete for, and like you said, a, a just a fantastic competition golf course um, with some really great action on the back nine. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's going to be a fun one this year. We've got it. Looks like we're going to have about sixty five. That could grow a little bit. Um, you know, tomorrow's the deadline for commitments. Uh huh. Um, I think I think we have about forty five of the top fifty. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's always a real it's, popular it's, event with the best players in the world, and um, you know it's going to be everybody gets paid. There you go. <laughs> you know, no, no, no cut. Right. No cut. I think. I think. I think. Uh, last place is going to get close to fifty thousand dollars. Man. Well, you know that's uh, that's uh, really good stuff, man. And you know, I just want to uh, wish you congratulations on on your hard work and your and your. A very successful career and and leadership there at TPC Southwind. Um, well, I appreciate it. it's all team effort though. Yep, it's it's all it's all team effort for sure. Well, we're definitely going to be looking forward to watching. Uh, is there is there one thing that you just want to share with our listeners uh, that you want them to pay attention to, or maybe just a a point about uh, what it is that uh, you do as a profession that you know you just want people to know about either your operation or TPC Southwind or anything. I think the biggest takeaway is that, that it is a team effort. You know, it's it's not one person in any way, shape, or form. It's It takes an army. You know, it takes all the volunteers. It takes all of our guys. We've been working for 14 months to get to this week. And, and I, my heart always pours out for the guys who catch bad weather for their event because they've worked 12 months for that. Sometimes years you know, for some of your one-offs, but even your regular events, you work 12 months. So right. it, it's a team effort. You know, it's, it's, it takes a, it takes an army to pull it, it off. It takes a big team. It takes a lot of time and, um, congratulations. And you're, you're, you're right there and, and your week is, is on the clock, man. So nah, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't sell you. I wouldn't sell you one of the days we have left. I'll tell you that. <laughs> We need, we need, I wouldn't sell you an hour. Right. We need, we need every minute that we got left to get ready. Um, so it's exciting, but I appreciate you having me on. Um, hope you don't have too much editing to do. Nah, well, thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> My pleasure. Hey, what a great conversation with Nick. We really appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule as he's prepping for the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational to talk with us. The LPGA is off to the Evian Championship at the Evian Resort Golf Club. The Senior Open Championship is at Royal Litham and St. Anne's. The longtime Open Rota venue. Paul Smith is the course manager. A total purse of $2 million. Miguel Angel Jimenez is the defending champion, the mechanic. So some Lynx golf continues early in the morning. Keep watching it over there for the Senior Open Championship. And the Corn Ferry Tour is the Price Cutter Charity Championship. Jared Brewster, the golf course superintendent at Highland Springs Country Club in Missouri. 
So there's more podcasts coming next week, more videos in production. Please, if you haven't watched our videos, go to YouTube, The Course Reports, or on our website, thecoursereports.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like it and share it. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back next week.